0: so much for listening to the podcast for this, uh what is it, Sunday, January, is it already January 6th? Is it the 6th? Do we hit the, oh my god, it's the 7th, excuse my language. Already, it's hard to believe a week ago today, New Year's Eve, two weeks ago today, Christmas Eve, it's actually kind of glorious because uh it doesn't often happen that those holidays Fall on Sundays, and so today is my first Sunday sauce in like three weeks, which puts me back into a good mood, not that I'm not in a good mood on Christmas Eve, I mean, after all, Feast of the Seven Fishes, right, which we've already gone over, which went mostly good, mostly good. Um, I, you know, haven't done this In a couple of weeks, this podcast So I'll give you a little recap on that stuff But I don't want to bore you too much with the past But basically, Christmas Eve uh, Feast of the Seven Fishes uh, Charcuterie and shrimp for the first uh, uh, Shrimp cocktail for the first course Then we got the King Crab Legs, which is a hit And then the main course uh, Did a bunch of your usuals Probably the only thing I would do differently I didn't love the sautéed calamari I think, you know, look Fried calamari mixed with some peppers and olives is just the way to go. I'll probably go back to that next year. And then also, um, I because I'm working alone and I'm trying to knock out, you know, something like nine or ten dishes when it's all said and done for just uh, uh, you know fifteen, sixteen. I think we had eighteen people actually. I did a lot ahead of time, much as I could ahead of time. And one mistake I made is did a little bit of deep frying. I deep fried the perch. Um, And that was fantastic Coming right out of the oil You know I even deep fried uh, uh, What did I deep Oh I did deep fry some calamari But I did some deep frying And it came out just really great Right out of the oil right It's perfect it's hot crispy Like just everything you expect fish fry to be But I tried to do that a couple hours ahead of time And then do a hot hold on it And that was probably the one mistake I made That stuff is still fine a couple hours later But it's not quite as good Right now it's like leftover fried food You've We've all had the leftover fried food You know, it's late at night Middle of the night, fine It's probably more like 2.30 in the morning And you remember there's a couple chicken fingers in the fridge So you get that out, a little bit of barbecue sauce And you start dunking, you know what I'm saying? That, it's like that It just wasn't fresh, crispy, hot <laughs> Fried food So I would do that again, I think uh, If I had to move some things around I basically would probably fry on the spot you know and try to get other things done ahead of time like some of my pastas that I thought I needed to do at the last minute I actually think would hold better for an hour as a hot hold or something Um, because I have like a caterer's box where I can keep three four pans of things hot for like an hour hour and a half something in my pastas would have done better holding than my fried food So I think I made, that was my mistake I'd flip those two things Next year I'll make the pastas A couple hours ahead of time Hold those And do the frying in the moment So that hits the table Fresh out of the oil Okay uh, Then uh, Christmas is mostly a hit Except for And I'll come back to this Because it doesn't really affect me till New Year's Eve But it's mostly a hit except for the fact that one family member, who I will not mention because that particular person would probably have their feelings hurt if I did mention them, but one family member had a little tickle in their throat on Christmas Eve. Uh, A little tickle. Just a little tickle. Didn't think anything of it. Just a little tickle. Probably nothing, right? Oh, it was something. Let's just say it was something. And between December 25th and January... Third second third I mean this really just Wrapped up a handful of days ago Almost everybody in my Family and extended family got sick I'm telling you man everybody Who was here that night I think There were very few exceptions of People who didn't get sick that night uh, it, So basically It hits my Family a couple of days after Christmas We find out Christmas morning That the person with the tickle in the throat Has tested positive for COVID Okay we then We then Uh start to take some precaution now the good news is my wife's not working my son's not in school Right so there's not a lot to worry about there like they don't have it you know it's like Not to say it's okay to get sick but it's that like there's not a lot going on in life that week So there's some allowance but nonetheless uh it's not ideal to get sick right and nobody wants to sit In bed for a couple of days especially because this particular whatever the hell was going around My family did come with some we'll just say uh Stomach symptoms. <laughs> I'll get more specific when it comes to me, but I don't want to talk about the rest of my family because that's not fair to them. But no, don't worry, we won't get that specific. Anyway, um, so my wife goes down for a couple of days. Luckily, Leo really just had a couple of hours where he didn't feel well and and did a little bit of vomiting but for the most part luck lucky little leo uh skated pretty nicely didn't really deal with a fever at all and for me i thought i was skating because my wife had it like the 20 except i'm trying to remember which days were which but i think it was like the 27th 8th 9th something like that i then she recovers and i still feel fine and then finally new year's eve comes around so we could go today um yeah, it was Sunday, December 31st I wake up, I've got all these plans to make this great meal I've got this this uh, December 31st meal that I make almost every year I've probably talked about it before But basically my wife and I had this restaurant we used to love Called Tarsitano's And it was in Conneaut, Ohio, my hometown And they really only had a few things on their menu They had steaks, they had raviolis, they had salad and then they had like a portobello mushroom side dish, like a gorgonzola glaze. Like they really only, I mean, it was really you know you're at a great restaurant when the menu is tight. This was this was not even a tight menu. This was more like this was such a specialty menu that there were really, I think, only four or five things on the menu. And that's that's maybe just a slight bit on the tight side, that being said. Uh, Everybody that knows anything about the food business will tell you a restaurant with a thousand things on the menu is also a red flag in the other direction. So, um, you know, more likely this was going to be a great restaurant. And it was. We loved it. They moved to Florida. To my knowledge, they opened their restaurant in Florida. I don't know if it still exists or not, but we loved that. And what we would order is we would order this uh, steak. You know, you would order your steak and you would get it with. Uh, portobello mushroom and gorgonzola on top of the steak. Gorgonz- melted gorgonzola cheese. Um, and then a ravioli and a salad, uh, a ravioli dish of salad. So I went to pasta shop, got myself some lobster ravioli, went and got a couple of nice ribeyes. And my Gorgonzola cheese, my portobello mushroom And made a nice little salad I'm all ready to go, I'm all prepped Um, And I have this uh, This nice big breakfast too Because I had been doing some research Because this year, here's a little spoiler alert For you ladies and gentlemen, this year Redbird Market Is going to be putting out a few Signature prepared foods items So you walk into Redbird Market You can pick up a little something for lunch Um, Fairport is really on fire right now and is really doing well not a huge huge lunch town though not a huge lunch village right fairport fairport's really strong dinner time drinks cocktails and entertainment they're not crushing it with lunch right now In Fairport and so maybe there's an option To start doing some soups and sandwiches And things and so we uh we did A little experimenting and I had been doing that All weekend and so I had gone to Amazing grades to get salty bread And had some of their everything bagels and I Had made myself this giant bacon Egg and cheese bagel And uh that morning And I had eaten it and it Was just sitting in my stomach for a few hours Right like you ever have that thing where it's just It's not digesting It just feel you still you feel every bit as full three or four hours later as you did right when you finished eating. And that's that's a weird sign. Right. So then I eat a little something for lunch because I'm thinking, well, you know, I don't want to skip lunch. I'm not hungry But I want to skip lunch So I eat a little something I eat And it just feels like That just piles on top of it Like none of it's going anywhere Then I start getting tired The next thing you know I'm upstairs And I'm laying in bed And I'm starting to get hot Then I'm cold Then I'm hot Then I'm cold And you know how that story goes And the next thing you know And I'll spare you the details here But next thing you know I am in a dead-on sprint To the bathroom And that was about The next eight hours of my life And I... Probably spent, you know, an hour or two there being sick, Um, just just the stomach just deciding we're not going to digest this food. We're going to get rid of it in uh, multiple other ways, if you know what I'm saying. And then, uh, you know, then between being cold and hot and cold and hot and then doing that for an hour or two, I ended up really tired. I ended up dehydrated. I fell asleep. I started cramping up. Then I wake up again. There's another round of bathroom stuff, blah, 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 blah long story short it's been years since I stayed up until midnight on New Year's Eve I was so in and out of it between like 2 p.m. and midnight on New Year's Eve that I woke up feeling just a little bit better right all my all my um all my puking all my uh, everything was like done I was kind of the, the fever I had taken some tylenol or advil or whatever the fever felt like it was kind of gotten i kind of woke up feeling a little better at about 11 in fact i remember down to the minute eleven forty-two p.m and i was able to look up at the clock and realize you know i was conscious of the fact that it was new year's eve and i was like holy shit i'm actually up like i'm up i just woke up from this two three hour nap i turn on the tv there it is ball drop i'm like damn cool the one benefit here is here i am Actually watching the ball drop For the first time in a few years Although here's a conspiracy kind of fun thing For you to go down Go on TikTok or YouTube or something And type in fireworks hit ball drop Fireworks hit the ball For New Year's Eve Because the, the ball like almost didn't drop Or something Or they showed, they should, There's some conspiracy theory Because some people have video of the ball Getting hit by fireworks and breaking At like 11.50pm that night And, uh, and they're wondering, like, did they cut to old footage or somehow splice together footage or there's, I don't know, there's stuff you can watch online if you want to go down that conspiracy theory, not that it matters (laughs) in any way, but so that was New Year's Eve, really. It was kind of a really kind of a bump, bump, bump. And then, you know, didn't feel really well. The next day's New Year's Day and the next next day's back to work. And I had left myself a pretty easy open day that day. So I, I actually called in. Yeah. Called in sick uh, Haven't done that a lot there was a, there was a time or two I think since I've owned the business Where I had to Back with the COVID and the COVID rules And the, if you were exposed Or if you, were, if you tested positive You had to do X amount of days so There was a couple times where I had Kind of called off sick Because I was forced to But actually just not feeling well Called off sick Is a relative rarity for me it Feels odd Especially when you own the joint To call off sick uh, There's like a guilt That comes with it But um, hey you know what I, I felt I needed the day I had really just not rested at all I was completely I was just absolutely dead tired Coming off of a three day weekend That was supposed to be restful So it was disappointing too That was the other thing I really stunk you know so anyway back to work this week and life is good how about you how are you how did you do over Christmas oh presents oh yes Leo got everything he's into Barbie everything Barbie right now and by the way if you watch TV with him you can see these companies are brilliant marketers I mean he loves commercials I think I've told this before too but Leo was hilarious because when he was first born we cut the cord we were watching a lot of just on demand everything and uh, he never dealt with commercials and then a Year or two ago, we finally get YouTube TV. I think it was probably uh, man, it was probably close to a year ago because I'm pretty sure I canceled Directv right after football season last year because YouTube TV was going to be the new home of Sunday Ticket, and so uh, I uh, he he dealt with commercials for the first time ever, and he would occasionally deal with them if he went to like grandma's house or something. But the best was you know him never dealing with commercials. Suddenly his show is on. And a commercial comes on, and you know, you've never heard of commercials in your entire life, right? You're four years old, five years old. And he would just be like, What the fuck is this? He would be like, What the, get this out of here? Get this off. Where's my show? Why'd you turn my show off? Like his his confusion towards commercials was hilarious to me. But then it all flipped, and the commercials are now his favorite part because it's more like they're just listing all the toys he wants. And when you watch those commercials, man oh man Does it match up to the stuff he asks for And a lot of the stuff he got for Christmas So, Santa did come Yes, he did Uh, As far as mommy and daddy goes um, Really just a couple of presents I had, you know, my wife is asking me constantly What I want for Christmas And I always just say nothing The truth is, if I need something, I'll go get the thing I need So there's nothing I need What I had asked her for was time I said I want time I just want Something I used to love to do that I, I really only get to do maybe once or twice a year now is uh, go to the movies. I love going to the movies, and I'm I'm strange. Uh, I like going to the movies alone. Always have preferred going to the movies alone. Not that I won't go with other people, but it's just I just prefer going to the movies alone. When I go to the movie, it's because I really, really want to see this movie. And I like getting my popcorn, my candy, you know, I've got my favorites, my go-to. It's always been a popcorn, a Sour Patch Kids, and a Cherry Coke. That's always been my go-to, and I just love, more than anything... To just go sit in the corner of a movie theater by myself With my popcorn, my Sour Patch Kids, and my Cherry Coke And watch a movie that I've been you know, dying to see for the last few weeks Or, or in some cases even a couple of months So that's why I, I said, I just want to go to the movies I don't even need a gift card to the movies I just want you to tell me it's okay for me to go to the movies And we had given our employees December 26th off We had created an incentive and they hit the incentive And so I said, that's my day right there Tuesday, December 26th, movie theaters are open I want to go to the movies And so my wife and my mother-in-law Both ended up giving me movie gift cards And I ended up with $250 in movie gift cards Which is, I know movies are ridiculously expensive And I did end up spending uh, close to $100 And I'll explain how in a second But but I, that, even $250 even for me is like a lot You know, that'll, that'll last me all year really <laughs> But, um, so they gave me gift cards Ryan gave me to my favorite theater Which is the AMC and Webster which has always been my go-to At least for Ever since they renovated it a bunch of years ago Put the recliners in and stuff And then my mother-in-law gave me uh, $250 To that new Apple Cinemas in Pittsburgh Which I was interested in checking out Wasn't my first time at a full dine-in movie theater I had gone to one back in 2019 in Cleveland When my father-in-law went to the uh, All-Star game together I had went to one of those theaters And, you know, I, I'm maybe I'm I don't know I was. I didn't like it then I didn't even like it in Cleveland when I went And the truth is, the one in Pittsburgh um, You know, I, 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 I gotta be careful Because these are local business owners Who have invested something And in, I love that I love that so much I love that these people have invested something To bring something cool to this city I just am so much a fan of that That I want to not give any opinions uh, The truth is They did So much right with this theater In Pittsburgh They did so much right They cleaned it up, they renovated it So many things they did right I want them so desperately to succeed So when I say this I want you to hear it very carefully When I tell you that just for me It just wasn't my Personal cup of tea But remember what we've already covered I am a weirdo with the movies I have a tradition I love to sit alone in the corner, popcorn, sour patch kids, cherry coke, right? This place is famous for like, hey, we've got a full menu. You can order hot food. We'll bring it right to you in your seat. That's what they're doing, which is cool. It sounds cool in in actuality and in, in in practicality? I'm a little bit of a hardcore movie theater guy. Remember, I am I am an absolute nightmare. I don't even like when people come in After the previews have started, I consider you to be late. If the previews have already started, I am notorious for buying the seat next to me. So nobody sits too close to me. These theaters at Pittsburgh have now become so small. They've only got between like 30 and 40 seats per theater, I think. And the seats are a little closer together than I like. And granted, I am a a large gentleman, so I get that. I understand that, you know, a, a child like my kid would sit in one of these chairs and feel like he was swimming in it. And a normal sized human would feel perfectly comfortable. But I'm a bigger guy, so I'm sitting in one of these chairs going, Jesus isn't, you know, this isn't the world's most comfortable chair I've ever been in. And then you've got this tray table that you can't get rid of. You can swing it out of your way, but it still never truly goes away, and it always kind of stays in your way a little bit. And it is cool when the food comes. You, you swing the tray table, it will get right kind of up in your gut, and then you can kind of just you know have the food right sort of right, five five inches from your face as you're eating it. And there's, I guess, something to be said for that. It's kind of convenient um, that they'll bring you your food at your – Table or in your chair But again movie snob man Over here is going hey First of all I don't like these Constant people walking in and out of the theater The whole time second of all When when a family of four and this happened In both movies I went to because I went to Back to back movies because again Very weird person uh, In both the movies I went to I end up you know family of four Next to me it Orders their food Food comes and and there's <laughs> Oh, did you get the? Who had the cheeseburger? Yeah, I had the chicken fingers. Did, can I get barbecue sauce, please? Do you have any ketchup? Can we get a fork? You know, there's all that is happening. And, you know, with all the crinkling of the of all the, the the napkins and the plastic wrap to get the forks open and crap. And I'm just, I'm just going. This is just too distracting. Like I don't like it. You know, I don't love it. I didn't. So here's the thing. I want these people so desperately to succeed. I love that they saw something that did not exist yet in Rochester and said, I'm going to invest my money in making this happen and come to Rochester. For that, I hope they succeed. Me, personally, just this one guy who likes to go to the movies, maybe, just maybe, I'm going to stick to Webster. That's all I'm saying. The one, I mean, I do still have $150 in gift cards to the Apple Cinema, so I'll probably go one more time. (laughs) But after that, but after that. But um, the other thing is, because there's so few seats in the theater, I wasn't able to buy the seat next to me in one of the shows. And so somebody sat next to me, and man, that, you know, if you're next to a stranger, which with that few seats in a theater is going to happen quite, I would think, quite frequently. If you're right next to a stranger and all of a sudden your food comes I mean you are eating really close to somebody else And and I don't know, maybe I'm weird But to me that just felt strange to be like I mean think about two chairs being just butted right next to each other And now you're going to eat a full meal You got burger and fries, chicken fingers and stuff I mean I am no more than like three feet from somebody else's face While I'm eating an entire meal And that just felt, I didn't like that I didn't like it, I wish they would have spaced it out a little bit more Uh, I understand they want to sell as many tickets as they can But it felt like they crammed as many chairs as they could into those theaters And I, I might have liked to have seen a little bit more space The movies I saw, well, you know, I was kind of at the mercy of what was out truth be told there was nothing out at that time that i was really dying to see but timing wise i needed to go to the movies on the 26th so i was stuck with whatever was in theaters so i saw uh back to backers i saw will charlie the chocolate factory which i liked i liked it it was fine it was silly right i mean that whole world is silly but i liked the 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 old one the the original the gene wilder I had to watch the Johnny Depp one I feel invested in this world And this was a prequel So I'm going okay fine You yeah, know it's the best I can do And then I saw Ferrari Also With Adam Driver Which um, Was good Except for It had the type of movie That it was Had the type of plot that I love You know Again, entrepreneurial journey We're going to watch Enzo Ferrari's struggles here as a business owner It really kind of skipped Enzo Ferrari was this famous race car driver Then he started this business Then he had this kind of, you know, rise as a business owner And then they ran into some trouble about 10 years into their business And really had to, um you know had they just had issues and so what we see is we see that sort of 10 years in that's the whole movie takes place about 10 years in after he's had a couple test drivers die some of his cars have broken down during races it's still very sought after his cars because they're so fast but he's being accused of being reckless because he's trying to make them faster and faster and in some cases again drivers are dying um and uh 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 You know, he's out of money The company's out of money They're desperate for money So there's a possibility of selling the business And like, it was an interesting Piece of the story to tell But, you know, we really pick up After the initial struggle part And I would have liked to have seen some of that I think, I I think I would have liked to have seen some of that Um, Nonetheless, I'm a big fan of a struggle Story, entrepreneurial struggle. I love that. I love a good bell curve. You know, I love seeing like came from nothing, made it to something. Um, well, I should say a uh, not a bell curve. What am I trying to say? A wave. You know, I want to see it come from nothing, build up to something, face some turmoil, and then and then win in the end. You know, the the down to up to a slight down to a right back up. That's what I love. Love that kind of a story. So. Okay, though, it was fine It was a fine movie, neither movie was bad Uh, what else did I want to Talk about a little bit from the holidays Uh, uh, Oh, Rock Holiday Village, I kind of I meant to start with that, actually, but it was Another great year at Rock Holiday Village, we did our Company Christmas party this year at Rock Holiday Village, I got one of the, they called them The Big Loos, the Large Igloos (laughs) I had the one that was for 30 people, um, and it was Just absolutely perfect for a company my size We have I guess when it's all said and done, we have around 13 or 14 employees. One or two of them are contractors, but people who I consider to be sort of under our umbrella. And so with a 30-person Big Lou, I was able to invite plus ones for the first time, which made me feel really good as a business owner to finally be able to put on a Christmas party that actually... Included plus ones, included a nice dinner. Doing it at Rock Holiday Village is great because it provides – having one of those big loos provides them a nice place for them to be, um, get a drink, you know, have something to eat. But then also, here's all this stuff to go do. You can go shopping. You can go ice skating. There's crafts and stuff. There's Santa if you have kids. And, uh, and I thought it was really nice. Rock Holiday Village in general, though, completely a smash hit. Oh, my God. I mean, I was talking to uh, Jenna Knopf. She's the woman who does it, and she's one of the masterminds. She didn't get the credit for it publicly because the uh, – th- there's a, a – God, who am I – I, 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 Iacona? Is that the guy's name? And Cohen? Think, I'm just trying to remember the guy's names who get all the credit for Jazz Fest. And, and those guys deserve credit, certainly. But behind the scenes, there's also this Jenna Knopf. Who does a lot of the legwork for Jazz Fest Is just a really, really big component And kind of the glue that holds it all together She's also the mastermind behind Rock Holiday Village And I was talking to her about it And just, man, the just lightning in a bottle That they have captured with that thing Is so impressive And there's just, I was talking to um, uh, uh, God, why am I I'm so bad with, I feel like my grandfather right now So I'm so bad with names I shouldn't be this bad with names But I was talking to uh, shy. I just looked it up, Sean McCarthy <coughs> I wanted to call him Kevin McCarthy for some reason Sean McCarthy Sean McCarthy Who uh, does all the tents and the rigging and everything For the Rock Holiday Village And he was telling me some exciting stuff for next year About how they're just, you know, just up, up, up Just keep going up, up, and up Build more, you know It appears so far, if you build it, they will come Appears to be true for Rock Holiday Village Those igloos and the, the speed at which they sell out Is just... Something I don't think anyone could have predicted, you know. So anyway, so good. Really, really good. Uh, Before I wrap up, you know, it it seems tempting to talk about football being that it is Sunday morning. But again, with the timeliness of a podcast like this, it doesn't make any sense to talk about football because by the time you hear this, everything changes. But just quickly, as I sit here. Uh, the Cleveland Browns fan in me, not all that much to talk about because really all we're doing is kind of watching who we're going to end up playing. We've locked in the fifth seed. We're going to be a wild card team. We're going to be on the road against number four, and that's probably going to be either Houston, who won last night against Indianapolis, or it's going to be Jacksonville, if Jacksonville manages to win their game today. Both games are, pff, it's exactly what what you deserve when you're in the fifth seed. Those are two games that are very winnable for a team like the Cleveland Browns. Frankly, also very losable. These are still my Cleveland Browns. And if there is any team that can have a ball bounce off of somebody's helmet and magically land in the wrong hands with one minute to go in a game so that they, they can score and beat us and break our hearts, it's my Cleveland Browns. So I will, uh, I will always, always hold back that little bit of my heart that wants to be all in on this team as much as I am very excited, very excited for next weekend. Being that 4-5 wildcard game, I'm thinking there's a really good chance they're going to end up on the Saturday, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. We might know that as early as tonight, if, if not as, as late as tomorrow morning. We'll, we'll know the playoff schedule, I would think. Now the other thing, the big thing to talk about, of course, the Buffalo Bills, who well, at this point control their own destiny. And it's really fun with the Steelers having won their game yesterday. The Bills are in one of the more awkward situations I think any of us have ever seen, which is that the Buffalo Bills could be anything from the two seed to not even making the playoffs today. <coughs> Isn't that something? And obviously we won't know any of it until they play their game. But well, no, Actually, no, no, that's not that's not correct. I, I remember now. Jacksonville plays at 1 o'clock and Jacksonville's result does affect the Bills because if Jacksonville wins, then the Bills are basically win and they're the number two seed, lose and they don't even make the playoffs. If Jacksonville loses, I believe it becomes Bills win, they're the number two seed, lose and they are the number six or seven seed. I don't know. Nonetheless, very exciting football today a couple of exciting games throughout the day that's obviously bill's dolphins is the big one so i'm so excited for that problem is it's at 8 15 at night and i don't know if i can stay up that late (laughs) i hate night games oh god especially on a school night like this man i gotta go to work tomorrow can't be staying up till midnight to watch football wake up at four o'clock in the morning so i i'll tell you the truth I will watch the beginning of this game. I will probably go to bed at at the end of the first quarter, maybe end of the first half at the latest, put it on in bed, and there's about a 0% chance I make it all the way to the end of the game. But go, Bills. Y'all got my heart with you. I want to see the Browns and the Bills. The good news is if the Bills and the Browns stand a 0% chance of playing each other next week, which is good. Bad news is they both make the wildcard playoff and they start winning games. Eventually, they will face each other, and boy, that will get awkward. That will get awkward for your boy, Paulie. And finally, let me end the podcast with this. Ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, children of all ages, I have some exciting news. Some exciting news, some of which I am ready to share, some of which I cannot yet share. Exciting news in all aspects of life. Business-wise, we signed the deal. We signed it over the break since last time we spoke. We have signed with a company called Capstone Construction to double the size of our plant, which is currently sitting at only about 5,000 square feet. Not a very big plant, but we are going to go to 10,000 square feet uh, and change in the next six to nine months, and that is exciting. That deal has been signed. Philanthropic life. Being that we're in 2024 now, I have assumed my role as the vice chair of the Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Greater Rochester board, something I'm very excited about. Uh, I've taken my seat as the chair of the golf committee for the Rochester Broadway Theater League board, on which I also sit. I have been asked to be a liaison For the St. Anne's Foundation uh, For an event I guess I can't talk about this yet actually Now that I think about it, never mind on that Because that hasn't been announced yet And finally of course The Rotary year, Rochester Rotary Runs July 1st through July 1st So we're halfway through the year for Rotary Right now, and of course 2024 will be the year, July 1st Specifically where I take the presidency Of Rochester Rotary So big year philanthropically, very exciting Personally, very exciting as well. Also something I am not yet prepared to talk about. Personally, what's going on, but we'll get to that. And finally, something exciting even for this very podcast. And again, something I can't talk about yet. However, I do have confirmation that the exciting thing for this podcast will be something I can talk about by the end of January. So it's not very long at all. Could even be as early as next week. Maybe it's two weeks away, three at the most. But uh, that'll, that'll be coming very soon. So very exciting news in all aspects of my life. 2024 shape it up to be great. I'm a lucky man. Lucky to have you listening to this podcast. Have a great day. Go Bills. Thank you for listening. And we'll talk next Sunday.